Player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. And this, in 2022, is our 2021 Game of the Year episode. Hooray! Yeah, that's, the, that that, that's the first time I've heard somebody say 2022. There you go. Yes, it's the sequel to 2020. Okay. 2020 part two. No, <laughs> it feels like that's it. Totally not. Uh, although, you know, 2020 was probably a better year than 2021. So, you know, it's all relative, really. Anyway, we're here to talk about pop culture, games, and in particular, the stuff that we really enjoyed last year. And um, if you've listened to one of these episodes before, you'll be used to what we're about to do. If you haven't, we're going to talk about what well, each of us will probably bring up some favorite games that we played last year. One of us will probably try to sneak in a game that wasn't released last year and say that it deserves to be the number one game. And yep. funnily enough, that actually won a game of the year release in previous years, which is cool. Um, and we'll talk about some of the other cool things that happened last year and what really tickled our interests. Um, this is, like most of our podcasts, very freeform. So strap in and get ready for the ride. Who would like to kick it off with their favorite games from last year? You're doing it, Joe. Hey, you go, um, Joe. You do it. Go on, I will. You played uh, the most games for sure. I've seen that game of school. I, I played probably yeah. the most amounts of games, but certainly oh, not the most time in games. Um, that's for sure. I, I had a year of dabbling. I, I really was kind of looking through my list. Um, the Xbox Achievements website has sent me like a 2021 games, all the games that you played, which I really appreciated. PlayStation, true, like, true Achievements, is that right? True Achievements, yep. You got um, all of us to do it, but I never sent it to you guys, so you yeah. don't know what my list is. <laughs> PlayStation, I looked through my trophies. PC, I just kind of went on. Mobile, I only played two games last year. Um, so, you know, that was pretty easy. But, yeah, lots of games that I touched on, touched for a small while and moved on. My most anticipated game of this year, um, which probably would be one of Jace's, I'm assuming, you know, might, might be up there in his game of the year. It's probably my biggest disappointment of the year, and that's It Takes Two. Um, this is a game that I was so pumped for. Um, you know, it was the follow-up to, um, uh, Jace, what's it called? The a Way Out, which is well, the Joseph Well, that's Farris. not – you keep saying that. You keep saying no, that it's a follow-up to spiritual same, successor. Same developer. Same developer doing the same sort of thing where it's a co-op only game. So you have to play this with somebody else. So I played a Way Out with my wife, which was an awesome experience. We had fun with it. She's not a, you know, gamer by any stretch. And she was able to play that. And this was way too hard for her. And the story, the, the characters. I, I, I listened to our last year's Game of the Year podcast quite recently. And what I said was really funny. What I was looking forward to about this game was how it looked whimsical and it looked romantic. And I was looking forward to the romantic side of it. Boy, oh boy, this is not a romantic game at all. The, the characters are awful to each other. I haven't finished it. I don't think we will. Um, I, it's just, oh, no. I, I don't see how it ends happily. Um, but yeah, what a disappointment for me. I don't know, Jason, what do you want to say about it takes two? Oh, I mean, we can just stop this right now. That's the game of the year for sure. No, it's not. Um, it's, <laughs> it, I, I, I believe from what I've heard that your enjoyment of this was impacted by the fact that it wasn't as friendly as the previous game, like control wise, you have to do like not pixel perfect jumps, but it's not, it's just not as welcoming to a newcomer, oh. despite it's, it's look. It's look it's makes it seem like a, a, a one-year-old could pick it up and, and play it. Um, and it just doesn't, it isn't that. And it's the same thing with the story as well. You're absolutely right. Like it's not, it's not a heartwarming story. Some really, really dark stuff happens in that game. Um, 
but I think it is uh, possibly a relatively um, accurate representation of a marriage falling apart, uh, except for the part where they get shrunk down into dolls and you know, and and travel and travel through giant gardens and vacuum cleaners and stuff like that. Um, uh, I think that if I was playing it with somebody who had difficulty or was really struggling and getting frustrated, um, I wouldn't have enjoyed myself. Um, but I was I was able to. I was able to play it with, with Jen and, and we were able to get through it and we had a good time. It, it became a ritual for us. We would sit down, play it for an hour or two and have a cocktail and order pizza and, and we just it, we took our time with it. Um, and it, it's not so much about the game itself, although that was, that was part of it. It was just the ritual that was involved as part of it, which is why I feel the way that I do, why I feel so positively towards it. Yeah, and I think that's something that's been a key kind of component of our podcast over the years where it's that kind of, you know, connection with each other, like our game of the year last year, Club Warzone, or with our partners. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I guess I just kind of went into this with too high expectations, and I think we only played it for about four hours or so, to be honest, and it just didn't Where, where did you get to out of interest? Because you thought it was going to wrap up, and I'm telling uh, like, when you said that you thought you were near the end, um, I don't think... I'm not near the end, no, no. Okay. I... I Got to a part where they had to make their daughter cry. A little bit beyond that. Um, that that part is by far the darkest part of the story. Yep. Um, and that was hard to play through, and it was hard to watch. And we uh, we briefly explained that scene to Jono when when we met up. But um, yeah, so there's that's probably yep. the halfway point of the game. Okay. Um, yeah. there is a bit I will mention by the way, Joe, which I thought you've been through, where you end up in a garden for the second time. Uh, you go you go to a garden twice and you spend the entire level riding on spiders. Oh wow. How'd um, you get that through was, that, Jason? It was hard. They tried to make the spider cute and they talk they kept talking about how fuzzy and cute and adorable it was, but this they thing moved. Fuzzy. They were fuzzy, they were big fuzzy spiders. And um they were very lovely. Like they, they had a little family and there was like a whole story around that. Um but it was hard and I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. Um it was it was rough. Yeah. It was funny though, like I said on the previous podcast, I said I was really looking forward to Bayonetta 3 as well, which we all know right. didn't come out in 2021, but a trailer oh. for it did. And boy, oh boy, I am not looking forward to Bayonetta 3 near as much as I was before because the new trailer looked terrible. I'm starting this podcast off so negatively. I'm sorry, boys. Um, this summer it's not talk negative, about. it's just your opinion. Uh, just, just disappointed there, but... Um, yeah, well, what about you guys? you want to jump in with something, a, a notable game or something a bit more positive to get us going? Go on, Jace. You know you want to. Yeah, I mean, um, have you guys heard about Fortnite? Yes. Yes, we have. So um, Fortnite is a horrible, horrible game that is incredibly addictive. Um, yes. has gotten their um, monetization system down pat. I do not feel ripped off by purchasing um, my fish boy, who is the best, fishy on me. Um, the, something happened. It was Jonathan's birthday and we were trying to find a game to play and I only had certain, so, so many things that were installed. I know this doesn't count as like a game of the year thing. I just want to talk about Fortnite. And, um, we jumped in. I'm just like, how about Fortnite? You know? And then it clicked and, um, something happened and that was my entire game for like a week or two. And I still jump on it from time to time. Um, it's, it's, it's not over yet. Um, but it's just like, I went back to Warzone. And Warzone was a great game. It was previous. It was our game of the year previously. Yeah. Um, but there's just something about the accessibility level that 
Fortnite has over um, pretty much any other game that's that's in that battle battle royale sort of arena. And I think that if you really, really want to be successful in that field, especially financially successful, because I don't think as many people are buying skins in Warzone as they are in in, in Fortnite. Um, and I'm talking I'm talking to Halo here, who inevitably will probably have a battle royale game. You you really do have to make it um, accessible for everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the key to success for these games as a service, because that is the the reality that we live in now. There's so many games as a service now. And Fortnite could technically be the game of the year every single year if it wanted to be, because mm. it's constantly updating, it's constantly changing, as is, you know, these Ubisoft titles and stuff like that as well. Um, so I just guess I wanted to give an honorable mention to a game that I've been hot and cold about, and I um, appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, I, I have that on my non-2021 game of the year, game of the year. Um, yeah. And I've written, actually, a big part of it was Jono falling down that rabbit hole in a big way too. Oh, and like I've been playing Fortnite for years with you know, mm. and not much. And I, 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 I could see that it was something there that would be awesome for the three of us to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of really fun times with that game uh, in in 2021. Um, mm. And again, like you said, Jace, I just think it has nailed making you feel like you are winning when you are not winning. Like we said about Warzone, how we had our own little micro games in that we yeah. made those micro games. Fortnite gives it to you, you know, yeah, like the whole challenge. Absolutely. The, you know, you want to try a new weapon. You want to try the Spider-Man swinging thing. You want to, you know, whatever it might be, go into the UFO and get sucked in, you know, all these kind of different things every now and then, um, do ch- jumps on the little motorbike things. And I, I, figured out, I figured out the secret to Fortnite though, and I know what they do and they do it so well. There's a good chance, depending on the time of day. So I played Fortnite a lot at three in the morning, which is probably roughly yeah. around the time when Jono was jumping jumping off the game. Um, and, <laughs> and I got games. And I'm like, this. there's nobody in, in the Asia Pacific on at light now. I can't get into a game as fast. But Fortnite dropped bots in. And yeah. you wouldn't know. Like, no. as in, they have amazing names. Like, um, Canadian Bacon is the guy that I've killed probably the most. He's awesome. And... Um, <laughs> They're not then like you can tell eventually that they're bots, but yeah. I felt good. Like I was yeah. just like I killed three people and they were just like, you know, in a pile together shooting at each other. Like they were they're all stormtroopers. They've got stormtrooper bots, they're shooting at each other but missing all the time. Oh, um, that's fantastic. But God does it feel good. And I'm just yeah. like and I so funny. I, I I let Jen I didn't like Jen. Jen was interested in in having a look at Fortnite because the Christmas thing was coming around and she loves opening the presents. And she played through the whole first the first match, the very famous first match of Fortnite that we've all talked about. Yeah. And she's just like, I got, I won. I came first. I'm the greatest Fortnite That's player crazy, of all time. And I'm like, you absolutely are. It's like not telling your kids about Santa. And she mm. just, she, she still probably doesn't know unless she's listening right now. Um, but I think that's amazing. I think that yeah. that is so accessible for um, a, a game that exists on mobile and, and yeah. every other platform on the planet. You can probably play it on Samsung fridges now. Um, and yeah, it's just, <laughs> It's incredible. What, what do you reckon, Jono? What, what's what's the go with Fortnite in 2021? Yeah, it, it consumes a lot of my time. Uh, lockdown time, I put a lot of time into it. And it's for all the reasons you said. It was um, stupidly accessible, easy to feel like a god. I've, I've won more games in that than – like I didn't even come close to doing that in Warzone. And this is playing on my own because there were a lot of periods of time where this year our schedules just work so against each other that – we were online at the same time and to be really realistic 
I really only play online with you guys. Um, so if I'm going to play online, I'm playing online by myself if it's not with you guys. And um, yeah, this there's enough there's enough little challenges and everything in Fortnite to keep you interested, to keep you moving across different parts of the maps and discover different things or just, you know, tick off some uh, points to unlock a new skin and like chucking Spider-Man in the end of this season. I was just like, hello. And then they released the whole heap of skins. I just went, are you looking at my toy collection? Because it looks like you're just giving them to me in Fortnite. I'm paying money for them, but Hey, and the only thing they haven't looked at is transformers yet. And that's probably a good thing. Um, the truck. I'm still waiting for the truck to be Optimus one day. Oh, yeah. One day I can just transform and step on someone. Um, <laughs> look, I I love Fortnite in a way I did not expect to. And if, you know, me from two or three years ago heard me saying that, would I'd probably keel over and die. I mean, but, you, from, you from last year. It was, like I said, on last year's game. Yeah, true. You were preparing it there. So it's, yeah, true. it's, it's been a year, hasn't it? It's I Interesting awesome. turnaround. Yeah. And I never thought Jace would say it either. And yeah. I saw that change and it was cool. Um, it's not going to be my game of the year. It is my multiplayer um, or, or my my open world game of the year, I guess, because I found it really, um, yeah, engaging and entertaining and the different skins are fun. But um, I, I've, I've got a couple other games that I do want to talk about uh, through there. If I was going to talk about Hot Garbage though or – uh, as I like to call it, little dumpster fires worth of games this year. Um, it would have to go for what True Achievement's website called the only Xbox Series X slash S game that I got this year. And that was uh, Serious Sam 4. Oh, how to take a franchise that knew to make fun of itself and just chuck thousands of enemies at you and make it boring and dull and look worse than a game that's like, how old is it now? The original game is... Probably 15 years old, maybe more. Yeah, maybe more, yeah. Um, much more. Oh, when they hit Game Pass, I thought, oh, this is cool. I, I want to try it out. I'm yeah. so glad I didn't spend real money on it. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. I can't even bring myself is, to get Jono, back to it. For it to appear on Game Pass, somebody out there had to spend real money on it because that's the that's the way that Game Pass works. Yeah, somebody true. thinks about it and they buy it and then a day later it comes out on Game Pass. This is true. And thankfully, I was not that person. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to go back to it, but no. Nah. Um, but maybe let's talk about – I'm going to talk about some honorable mentions, if that's okay with all of you guys. Um, I enjoyed Subnautica Below Zero, but by no means did it blow me away over the original. Um, it was fun, but it was more of the same without any real sort of massive improvements, despite the fact you got to walk on land and stuff we, we like had that. A, we had a moment with that, though, right? Because it was yeah. – what, what were we celebrating? There was no celebration. Just like we happened to figure out a day that we could get together in, in between the pandemic yeah. and – you came over to my place and we loaded up your save for it or the yeah. started your save for it, played that for a little while, went and had some lunch. Yep. Joe came over, played it for a little bit longer. It was like, that's my, I, I mean, I, I played that game to completion a very, yeah. very short period of time, but that was my nice little memory of that game. Like it's, yeah. it was, it's amplified by that, by that little memory of getting together and, and having a game day. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. No, and I enjoyed that. It was great. Um, and that's probably one of the memories that tie to it. So good game, totally functional, didn't bring anything new. And in that category, but not as good, was uh, a game called Breath Edge. It was a very similar sort of thing, but in space with a yeah. really dumb sense of humor. Um, but I enjoyed it for what it was during lockdown. It was great. You got hooked um, on that. I saw you on that a fair bit. I was determined to finish the, yeah. the plot, and the plot kept going. I thought, like, there were three times that it came to what I thought was a conclusion, and it wasn't. So, um, and the ending has left it open for what will be a sequel. So assuming they bother because they could also just leave it there and 
it would work with their sense of humor. Right. Um, so I played those ones. Um, XO one also, which hit game pass, um, like by no means game of the year, but it was just fun. It was kind of like, uh, as if you crossed, um, contact the movie with yep. Marble madness and made it a game. You nailed that, man. That's a very, that's, I like yep. that. Well done. Thanks. Well done. Um, for, for any marketing companies out there for video games, I'm available. Um, <laughs> Slap that on the box. Exactly. Chuck it on the, you know what? XO one, you can take that one for free. Um, <laughs> and uh, Avengers, you know what? I at first didn't like it and I've gone back and liked it some more and now I've left it again and I haven't finished the story. Yeah, you know what? I, I want to like it more, but <laughs> you know, it's a good thing you came to uh, game pass. Um, yeah, that was fun I, for a few minutes. Yeah. Can I just say for Avengers um, that I think that that is one of the best tutorials for a game I've played in yeah. quite yeah. a while. The intro yeah. to that is really hooks you. Yep. Yeah, it, it did. And then it was the grind that, Took me right back out of it. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Another little dumpster fire to chuck in there. 12 minutes. Oh, that's on my dumpster fire list too. What a you guys are crazy. What? No, you didn't no, enjoy no. 12 minutes? No. I'll explain why. And it's actually a very similar reason to why Joe didn't like um, It Takes Two. And when I played it, I was intrigued and I wanted to to crack the issue and I was getting stuck. I was repeating some of the same actions and then I was watering this plant to try and get an achievement. Um, but it was actually starting to affect M. So, you know, my fiance was, was watching it and she's going, why are you drugging your partner? And I said, well, I'm trying to protect her from this evil cop that's going to come in and kill her. And he goes, and he's really menacing. And I, I, it's making me creepy. William Defoe, really, man. He's scary. It's William Defoe. And she goes, I know, but like, when you hear that same phrase again and again and again, it's like, yeah, I get you. And at that point, I thought about what I was doing and I just went, nah, you're done. <laughs> Deleted it. I don't know. Were you the same, Joe? Yeah. Like, like I said at the beginning, like I, I play a lot of different games. And this year, I went through my list of games and I reckon I finished maybe five games all year. And of those five games, they probably were like, you know, things that really drew me in. But something like 12 Minutes was a reminder of, how little time I have to play games and that I'm not going yeah. to repeat these tedious opening like things. And it was really well done. I get yeah. it, you know, and there were lots of little secrets and it was very clever, but I do not have the time to mess up something in, in one of those kind of loops and then have to just do the whole thing again to get yeah. to the point that I was at or to experiment so much. And I, I, it just, and, and I got some really funny bugs. I got a bug. I won the game. Like, I actually, I sent you guys a video where yeah. the foe couldn't get me and he couldn't yeah. get um, raised. Yeah, that's, technically, that's a secret so ending. Yeah. I, I won, and that was the actual thing that, that literally was the last time I played it, too. So, that's my canonical, canonical ending of um, um, 12 minutes. So, but yeah, it's just, it was just a constant reminder of, Joe, you don't have much time to play games. What are you yeah. doing? So, yeah. I stopped playing it. I'm with you there, Jono. Awesome. I, I don't Chase, think yeah. it deserves dumpster fire. I think I think that's, no, a, that's a crazy, no, that's crazy claim. Unfair. Yeah. Um, in saying that, um, my wife would agree with you. Um, she says it's the worst video game she's ever played. Wow. Um, and it's not. There's not any like her list is not extensive as extensive yeah. as our list would be, but it is um uh, admirable. Um, so when somebody says that it's the worst game you've ever played, you kind of listen, right? Yeah. Um, I think possibly it was. I know what the game was trying to do. It was trying to make you crazy. Um, because the character was going crazy and it wanted you to experience that. 
but yeah. it could also be argued as sloppy game design. Um, if you're going to Groundhog Day a video game, do mm. not make me play the same scene over and over again, montage yeah. it or something. Yeah. Um, the problem is that the whole essence of the game would probably have been completed in a real 12 minutes had they not yeah. done that. Absolutely. And they wanted to push it further than they did. Yeah. In saying that, I was determined to get to the end because it was a unique game. I wanted to know how it would end. Um, the twist at the end um, was something else um, and, to me, worth it. Um, but Jen was determined to see the end of it because we'd already invested time in it, which is a poor reason to play or, or do anything, really. Um, yeah. You know, I'm already in so deep, I might as well keep digging, right? Um, but oh, yeah, no, I get for, that. For me, for me, the payoff at the end was worth it. Um, but at the same point, uh, very poor game design choices. But if it is the birth of games that are similar to it, um, I'm not saying isometric Groundhog Day games, but like just something to that effect, I have to commend Annapurna or whoever it was that ended up developing it in the end um, for, for giving it a crack. And oh, totally. um, I will say that Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy and Willem Dafoe were completely pointless. You shouldn't have paid money to get them in. It doesn't make a difference. Um, I, I like William Defoe, but the others, yeah. No. Well, I'm cool with them as actors. It just doesn't seem like something you'd need to do, unless maybe that's the reason why people played it because it was like big name actors. I, I don't know. It, it got a lot of a, a lot of buzz because of that. Yeah, like, probably. I, I, I agree, Jace. I, I respect the game a lot, um, mm. but yeah. when the game doesn't, it, it's just it, yeah, it's it's something that requires a lot of time. Um, I've got a few. Can I just? Can, I'm, I'm feeling like Man. all I'm doing is being negative. So I'm just no, going to jump in. I'm going to get it all out of the way. I'm going to get all the negativity. 2021 wasn't the most positive of years for a lot of people. So you can. Here's for some negatives, Joe. And, and then think about your top three. I want to hear I'll that top three. Just, I'll just rather my disappointments out. And I'll, yeah. I'm curious to hear what you guys think too. Um, I was disappointed with Back for Blood in that I yep. thought this would be a game that the three of us would really get into. Like Left for Dead, Left for Dead 2. We had so much fun a long time ago playing those. It looked really cool, and I just found it quite dull. dull. Yep, that's the exact word. Um, the other one was Dead Cells: Curse of the Dead Gods. I was, I saw. I, I didn't even know this game was coming out. And What's, well, I've never even heard of that. What is that? The, the Curse of the Dead Gods is that isometric. You said game. Dead Cells, though. It's a, it's a Dead Cells um, universe game. Yeah. What? Is yeah, it? And I was oh, like, it, it ties Cells, in somehow. Yeah, Dead Cells is like one of the best, and then but I they're like that. they're like two different like they don't exactly. like one of them is like an Indiana Jones thing, and the other ones are well, one of them is kind of like Hades, and Hades is a much better game, and yeah. like, I, I just like yeah, I was yeah, again I was disappointed with that, um, and the other one was one that I was so keen for my kids and and my wife and I to all just get in with together, which was Warrior, where I had to write it down, get it together. I had to write it down because I oh, I remember uh, you being really excited about I it. I replayed it for the shortest amount of time. It doesn't do all of those awesome things that they did with the Wii Note, where you're doing fun things, brushing your yeah. teeth, combing your hair. You're using the analogs, the the joystick and stuff. It was yeah. ridiculous. It didn't make use of the rumble in a fun way. It was such a waste and another, another reminder of why. You know, my whole not watching trailers things is 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 stupid. I need to just start watching gameplay yeah. and whatnot and not just go off the names of things, which I, I am doing now, um, because that was a disappointment. So that, there's my disappointments out of the way. Everything else I, I, I enjoyed. <laughs> okay. Extent. Have you got any more honorable, honorable mentions, either of you, that you'd like to mention before you get to your top three? Uh, uh, honorable mentions. Um, uh, uh, no, I, I've got a heap. I'll be super quick. 
my 2021 non-game of the 2021 game of the year, whatever we're calling it, would have to be Super Liminal, um, which is this really short, yeah. weird puzzle game. It was yeah, phenomenal. It was it, I think yeah. it came to console um, in 2021. So that's why I played it. We could say it was a game of the year contention, but it came out the year before, I'm pretty sure, two years before that. Um, but a phenomenal game on Game Pass. You've got to play it. Um, and it doesn't take long, and it will just blow your mind. There's parts in this game, I'm just like, I don't know how you did that, and I love it. It's so cool. Like, playing with perspective um, was really yeah. cool, and I just started playing Astro's Playroom on my PlayStation 5, which I finally got. Congratulations. Um, and, man, that game is a love letter to PlayStation. I wish there was a thing. Well, actually, I was about to say, I wish there was a thing for Xbox like this. There is that awesome, what is it, five-part documentary which is essentially a love letter to Xbox, mm. PlayStation get this incredible game. Um, they're my 2021, non-2021 games of the year. But <laughs> I'm happy to say, I'm happy to give Fortnite our collective one, if that's what we wanted to do. Um, oh. But for, for our non-2021 games. Yeah, yeah so, I'm happy to go with that too. Yeah. I, I just realized I have a ton, actually. And of I, honorable like, mentions? Well, I mean, it's a mix of like, it might have been bleed into the top three i haven't to be honest with you john i haven't really planned this or thought about it at all but i do That's need to correct. rattle off i'm going to rattle off a bunch of games just for you very very quickly um there was a game called boyfriend dungeon that came out on yeah, game pass i saw you playing it and i played that to completion and it was just an nice. easy game to play um and i recommended it to jen and then she sat down and got sucked into it as well what style really of game cool, is it uh it's an isometric dungeon crawler slash um dating simulator oh okay what you date the, the um, demons with some real jerks in it. Yeah. No, you. So, all right. So, just to. This isn't going to sell it. All of the boyfriends turn into. And there is one girlfriend uh, who is a boy. Uh, it's it's yeah. a complicated. We're living, in, we're living in different times now. So, the, yeah. um, the boyfriends turn into weapons. Oh. And you date the weapon that oh. turns into a very attractive man, depending on whether or not you're into those sorts of guys. That's the new take on the phallus. Yes, yeah. well done. Thank you. And um, so you wield them as a weapon in a dungeon uh, and then you date them to make them stronger. And then by the end of the game, uh, you uh, will have one uh, relationship that is the key relationship. Yeah, um, you throw and, all the other weapons away. But meanwhile, there's another dude who has been making like bootleg weapons, like Frankensteining weapons together to make these oh. like weird frankenstein boyfriends that exist okay. um it's it's a wacky game it's on game pass i would never have played it if it wasn't on there um i would buy it knowing what okay. i know now but it is not the longest game yeah. um in saying that it it just sounds like something that not a lot of people might have played and it's worth yeah. probably playing there was another game that came out on steam called loop hero that was made as part of like a game jam you're just constantly running around in this loop and you automatically fight enemies and yeah. you have to put down these tiles that build up uh, like the landscape around you that give you bonuses. And okay. every loop gets harder and harder. It would be an amazing mobile game, um, yeah. but it's, it's it's so addictive. And there's actually like quite a cool story. It has a bit of a, a Dark Soulsy kind of vibe to it. Um, and there is one more that I wanted to mention that I forgot the name of it. Uh, Resident Evil Village. Um, I wouldn't oh, put really? it in my top three, but I really, really enjoyed that. Okay. Um, that, was, that was good Did fun. Did not expect that? Um, either yeah, I, wish, I wish I was braver to play that. It looks really cool, but um, yeah. village isn't as scary as the the one previous. The, the oh, that one. was yeah. Oh, that, that was, was 
that was a bit much. Um, and the other one, uh, there are more, but I'll just I'll just end it with this. Um, is um, Valheim. Valheim was uh, sort of an indie darling that came out um, last year, and there was an yep. expansion as well. Um, and uh, Valheim is a Viking Minecraft type game, but the the construction in it is just is just amazing. Like it's really really relaxing to join a game with friends and just sit down and build these beautiful Viking structures and drink meat and eat meat and 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 fight fight Ragnarok <laughs> type monsters. So um, I, I had a good time with Valheim. Um, That's awesome. There are more, but we'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. I'll, I'll jump in with a few notables quickly, and I, yeah, sure. the first one might be on one of your game of the year lists, and that is Psychonauts Two. I really enjoyed that. Um, really interesting kind yep. of animation style to it, the way the characters kind of bend rather than move. I, I really like that. I thought it was really cool, fun story, um, pretty simple gameplay, um, but yeah, very cool game and, and a surprising thing that I kind of went all the way through with. Um, mm -hmm. I, I spoke about this one earlier on in the year and I forgot I played it until I looked through my game into um, my list, which was The Medium, which was a really cool game with an awful, awful ending. Um, it was a very much a throwback to kind of like the Silent Hill kind of old school kind of PlayStation-esque games. Um, it wasn't too spooky, but it was a little bit spooky, spooky enough for me, um, but it had me going the whole way. And like I said, until that just hopeless ending um, and new replicant, some number, I don't know what it is, um, <laughs> one point, whatever, 15 decimal places. Um, I've never played this game before in any either version of it. Um, so I was glad to play it, um, having really enjoyed Nier um, Automata, which was my game of the year a few years ago. Uh, this was not as good as that, but um, very weird and, and quirky. Not weird and quirky as much as I was hoping, to be truthful. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed it all, the two playthroughs that I did. Uh, but it's just, again, with these endings, like you've got to play the game, I think it's five or six times to experience all of the story, and I don't have the time for that. So um, yeah. uh, they're kind of my gaming honorable mentions on console but just on mobile just two games that i really um enjoyed uh zookeeper world it's phenomenal nice. it, it is a match three puzzle game without any of the gotcha mechanics so you know because it's on apple arcade it, it, it's it's just really fun um very you know stylish kind of uh, puzzles that they just twist all the way through i really yeah. enjoyed it and a zoo, a zoo kind of keeping mechanic as well so i enjoyed that and Rocket League Sideswipe, which oh, looked yeah. like a joke when it came when it was shown, like as an April Fool sort of thing, um, and they've turned it into a really awesome Rocket League feeling mobile game. Um, yeah, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, and I could win. I can't yeah. win no more Rocket League. Yeah, oh, it's 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 such a such a cool game. So, mm. Yeah, they're my kind of honorable mentions. Does does Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven fall on anybody's list in any area? Like I, I think a lot of people would say it's a dumpster fire, but I, I strongly disagree with that. But does it fall anywhere in it any did, of this? It did two years ago, or like twenty twenty for me. I, I, I threw it in there because that's when I played it. Was that I'm a twenty twenty game? Yep. I swear it came out last year. No, well, there you go. Last yeah. two years emerged into yeah. one. Um, Actually, I'm did. Did Bowser's Fury come out last year? I'm thinking, I'm just going through the switch in my head. That was a cool game too. Did I just yeah. steal from you, Jono? No, I can't remember if it was released last year or the year before. That was a cool game. All the same. If you haven't played it, very short. I played it. But fun. Really yeah, cool. I've heard open, nothing but good things about it. Open world-esque Mario, basically. One, one plane Mario. 
that was cool. Um, I've got a couple, one or two more extra disappointments and honorable mentions. Disappointment, The Ascent. I wanted to like it. Yeah. It looked cool, yeah. but I got bored. I, I um, forgot about that game. And the problem with that game was that it was buggy as all hell right at the beginning. You couldn't join games with friends. Yeah. It wouldn't let you... Um, it wouldn't let you bring in your character. There was the cross-play yep. broken. If it wasn't all of that, I think it could have been something special. But yeah, I agree. It sounds like you played it when it was working. Yeah. I mean, I played around the same time as you guys. I didn't have as many problems. and one or two, yeah. but um, it just didn't grab me as much as I expected it to. I think it just ended up being a bit too samey on some of the killing things and nobody was right. nice. I mean, it's cyberpunk. Nobody is nice, but you know, <laughs> there's no one that I liked in it. Um, Slight honorable mention. I bought Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX. Oh, oh my God. Because I played the original on the Master System 2 because my brother brought that when we were kids and I loved it. And it was Is a that hard the one game. with the shark at the beginning? The you uh, floating down, there's a shark and you got to punch a shark. Oh, there's, yeah, there's some yeah, big teeth fish. Yeah, definitely. Is but, it the one that came with the Master System? Yeah, built into the Master I System. Built in. Not, not like yeah. a cartridge, but it was like in, so you got it like Astro's so that, Playroom essentially. Yeah, so they did release release a cartridge cartridge of it, but apparently it was so rare that it's actually a really expensive uh, game to try and find and buy these days because nine times out of ten it was built into the console. Um, So I I bought that, and you can actually switch between the old look and this new look that's actually really good-looking game. Um, But so hard. I'd forgotten how hard games (laughs) were back in the the early 90s. My God. Um, Okay. Another big honorable mention, this one just edges out on my top three, but for very personal reasons, this is why it doesn't get into it, um, is Forgotten City. Yeah. So it I, made I thought by it was going to be in your top three, to be honest. But. Yeah, it came really close. Um, it was, uh, if you haven't played it, made by an Australian developer. As Jace pointed out to me, it was actually started life as a mod for Skyrim. Correct, yeah. Yeah. And um, this story, so that they didn't, encounter all the problems by basing it on another game um is set in a hidden roman town where the appeal really plays in because you play through a time loop so i guess kind of like 12 minutes but more fun um because this is really cool mechanic where um the character that you run into first when you come through the time loop as you uncover things every time you see him next time you tell him to go and do the things for you and it just saves you all this time to continue exploring really well um that is Groundhog Day done well. It is Groundhog Day done, done well. But the big appeal, the massive appeal, is that my fiance, as as I've mentioned before, she um, is doing a PhD in Latin literature, and there's Latin all the way through this game. And the best part is she would piss herself laughing because the swearing was all done in Latin, and it was some amazing swearing. So, <laughs> did um, you did you kind of know what these were because she had told you in the past, or were you like completely oblivious to what she was laughing at? Um, one or two I picked up on because I got to say, from her her honors and her her, her normal degree, not her PhD yet, I've earned a part of that. I know enough Latin now that I can get away with things. So I, I could recognize things, but she would fill in the blanks for a lot of things, and there was some brilliant swearing in there. Um, but yeah, it was just it was fun because the, the storyline sort of played out really nicely, and it wasn't hard to also get some of the alternate endings. So I got the one of the earlier alternate endings, and then I got the canon ending straight after, and that was um, really well done. So I enjoyed it. It was a fun game for something I didn't expect to get much out of. Um, but you know what? 
I could keep on going. I'm sure this stuff I'll keep finding and things that I'll not, I'll, I'll you know, complain about later. I'm happy that Quake's back as well. Um, uh, and Phoenix Point was the other honorable mention. It's kind of very XCOM-ish, but I haven't gone back to it, which means it hasn't caught me enough, but I will try it again. But let's go for, I'm going to go with my top three first and I really want to hear yours go. Um, and funnily enough, my top three keeps changing in my head, but in that top three, definitely um, Halo Infinite. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, yeah. But it'll be interesting. We'll see. That could have um, went either way though, you've got to admit. Like when you're a super fan of something, you totally. either feel very strongly towards it in a positive way or you can go the other direction. So well, let's, let's talk about it for a sec. Um, Halo Infinite, the part I was looking forward to the most was the campaign. I know that the open world aspect to it is something that neither of you found as much fun in. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up enjoying it more than I expected. At first, I wasn't sure, and then I really loved it, and then I didn't, and then I did again. Um, and the linear, the linear parts of the levels, I've both liked and disliked in equal measure. But as a whole, I like the package. And also, while they're not talking about it, the knowledge that there's DLC coming to continue the story because by no means finished, um, I'm quite looking forward to. The multiplayer is actually what let me, let me down. I, It's really well polished. I'm enjoying it. I don't enjoy the battle pass like I do in Fortnite, which is probably one thing that that balance has been really hard. Yeah. And um, I want to enjoy it more, but I've noticed in the multiplayer, my favorite thing in the other games over the last couple of years has actually been the firefight and there's no firefight. Yep. Um, so I'm intrigued to see where Halo Infinite goes, which is why it's not my number one. You could potentially argue that it's like an early access game in a way because the, some of the key features for that game, and there is a very, very good chance that for 2022, the game of the year could be Halo Infinite purely just from the co-op and the adventures that we will go on. Um, I couldn't agree more. But uh, we, we, I think we need to wait a little bit longer for, for that one. Yeah, yeah I Entirely. Joe? The funny thing with Halo, how it did that stealth release of the multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and like for me last year, what I loved about, or the year before last year now, uh, Ghost of Tsushima was how the multiplayer came after the single player. So I really got to enjoy the single player and get good at it and then jump into the multiplayer. Whereas this is the other way around. So yeah. when I got to the single player, I was familiar with all of the weapons and familiar with all of the um, abilities, which kind of took some of the fun away from it because I, sh- I would have played the campaign first. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the opening of it. When I got to the open world part, um, I was like, wow, this is just going to be go here, go there. But then I played it as a linear game and I loved it. And, and I upgraded the grappling hook, which I'm sure everybody does first. And the grappling hook is the greatest weapon yeah. in Halo ever. And, and arguably the greatest vehicle in, greatest in Halo yeah. as well. I traveled around a lot more with that. Yeah. So much fun. Like it, the, it actually, you know what? It's a grappling hook and it's those canister things that you can yeah. grapple and throw yeah. at, people, at, at, the, yeah, at the enemies. Like, I loved it. And then going into the open world when I finished it, collecting everything. And I agree with you, Jono. Like, I, I wish I was better at the multiplayer. I'd enjoy it more that way. But yeah. I'm not um, in, in the multiplayer. Like, I, for I, my game of the year list, and I'm, I'm going to say it now, like is a bit different in that I've got basically different categories. I don't have a game of the year. Halo yeah, is cool. the best game to play for me, like by far. I just, yep. in terms of pure gameplay, that campaign with the with the grappling hook, being able to grapple twice, like you can't do in the multiplayer, but in the campaign when you upgrade it, you can and go in and like do that 
ground pound essentially. Yeah. It was so much fun. And the kind of, you know, versatility of the weapons. And, and like I, I used every weapon in that game like constantly. I wasn't yeah. just kind of sticking to the rocket launcher. I, I, I just pick up whatever I could see. Um, it's just so much fun to play. And I'm so pleased that the story was a little bit simpler um, personally. Yeah compared to the last 343 Halo um, outings because I played them a few times and I don't know what was going on. Um, I love how this one just starts by saying, yeah, don't worry about it. He's Master Chief's floating in space and you, you, you'd be right. He's just on a ring and you've got an AI. And There's your Master Chief. There's your Halo. That's all you need to know. Go. Yeah. Here's I a grappling so. hook. <laughs> See you feed. Don't hurt him. Everyone else, fair game. I love the lore and as you guys know, and to have a lot of it pushed into audio logs, I both liked and disliked in some degree um, yeah. because I, I want to know more. I'm intrigued to see if the DLC that is possibly coming down the track is going to um, address more of your, the characters, but um, something I saw that I didn't encounter in the game myself. And if you don't want to be spoiled, just listen away for a minute, um, was someone found an audio track from one of the Marines saying that uh, Spartan locks helmet on the uh, shoulder pad of a brute chieftain was much better there than on his head. So clearly he's being killed and they've just done it in one. And they've done it in an audio log. An yeah. audio log. We don't, we don't know the final fate of the Infinity. We don't know what happened to Captain Lasky. We don't know what happened to Catherine Halsey. Um, like so, like some of the really big characters in the game, or at least for the last couple of games, have all been relegated. I mean, they you hear from them off in the audio yeah. logs, but yeah, they've either been killed off screen or we're waiting to find out what happens to them. Now, I do like the idea of the chief might actually go and rescue a few of them from other parts of the ring in the yeah. future, but I don't know that's going to happen. Um, yeah. So I'm intrigued because I kind of like the mystery, but I also miss a uh, blue team has been. There's an audio log that mentions blue team, the chiefs. You know, three of his original friends were sent on a secret mission, so they haven't killed them off. Luckily, they realized the fans, that you know, the hardcore fans would be very upset by that. But clearly, killing off Spartan Lock was perfectly fine. See, I there's a couple of that. ways you could go, right? Because I know nothing about like Halo's history, to the exception of the amazing episode that you guys did, um, the inevitable yep. Halo special. But um, I will do another one now. <laughs> You will, but the funny thing about that is that they've—it's almost like, and it's a buzzword and all that. It's almost like a reboot, right, of Halo in yeah. a way. And I appreciate yeah, they're using totally. Halo Wars Two lore. Not that everybody played Halo Wars Two. Great game. Um, but they could just put any characters in. So yeah. you might as well put the characters in the story, like Halsey and stuff like that. That um, for the people who don't know, doesn't mean anything to them. It's just somebody yep. that they'll potentially be rescuing. And for the fans is amazing fan service. Yeah, exactly. Um, assuming that she's a popular character. I don't know who she is. But uh, I, oh. I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Oh, I'm just um, laughing at the word fan Halsey's service. Halsey's Cortana, right? Just to be clear. Uh, Halsey is the originator of the Spartan program, and it's her she's brain. She's Cortana as well. Her brain is the basis for Cortana, I guess. Okay, cool. So I do know stuff. Yeah. You do? I know some things. Um, actually, now that you mentioned it, I'd love to see some of the Halo Wars 2 cast that are still alive make their way into a normal Halo game. That'd be kind of cool just to, yeah, even a mission where they pop in and they go off and do their own thing again. Yeah. That'd be cool. But that was my, uh, that was my one. Yeah, Joe? Oh, I was just, uh, I don't, I feel silly saying it now, but just the, the word fan service made me laugh about 
how they change the look of the AI so drastically compared to the other Halo oh, games. Yes. She's basically wearing baggy clothes now. I'm um, not baggy clothes, but more Military appropriate, clothes. you know, like. As opposed know, to being nude. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, I don't know, in, way over hypersexualized before. Um, in four, she was, you know, whoever was doing the mocap for her, because they had a woman in um, a mocap suit to do four, was wearing a very tight um, mocap suit. And they, yeah. the, the, body choice that they made was made for a very yeah, particular yeah, reason. Totally catering to a certain audience. <laughs> totally. Mm. Totally. So, yeah, that was my number three game. Do you guys have one? Like, I, I know you're probably not numbering them, but do you have another, a game you'd like to mention in your top before yeah, I get to my next two? Go for it, Joe. Yeah, well, I, I've actually got four, so I'll give my runner-up to my yeah. four, which is a game that I probably, you guys probably forgot even came out this year, which is Knockout City. Um, which is the I was wondering game. if you're going to mention it. Yeah, yeah so was I, man. That oh, game, game was amazing. It is amazing. It is something that, you know, I just got my PlayStation and after I, you know, installed Ratchet and Clank, which I've only just started playing, so I can't really talk about it here um, too much, but I'm enjoying that. Um, it was the game that I put on there and I'm looking forward to giving that a bit of a go. It is, it is such a fun game. It is very simple and it's kind of, you said Scissor Paper Rock before for Alex Kid. It's kind of yeah. a Scissor Rock mechanic in terms of how you approach and how you throw and how you catch and how you either block or dodge or move out of the way um, or like a dodge into, I mean, like block it out. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a simple game to get good at, uh, but it is a game you can master. Um, the cosmetics are fun. It's not, it doesn't look like Fortnite like everything else does. It has its own very cool, distinct style. Um, it's got seasons, which are all kind of themed about something. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I, I think it's a game that I will always keep on my PC, Xbox, PlayStation now and just dabble in from time to time. And I think it is something that will stick around. I, I, I'm really hoping it does. Um, it should just be free everywhere and, you know, kind of go that Fortnite model of mm. cool skins and whatnot. There's I know so many things they could do, like, like DLC or not DLC, but well, I guess these skin-wise, yeah, to, to make their money. <laughs> oh, totally. There's a movie called Dodgeball. Why not take advantage of that? Um, yeah, exactly. Got with all the ideas this time. That's a good one. Yeah. Like I said, marketing companies are here. No, yeah. no, I don't want to work in marketing. I'm joking. Um, although, if you want to pay me for the little ideas I'm giving you, go for it. Um, I wanted to like that game more. I just suck at sports games generally. And, Is it a um, sports game though, Jono? Like, it's a, it's kind of a third person shooter. Yeah, kind what? of, but you know, give me a rifle so I can take out my enemies. Yeah, <laughs> There's in the game. Um, oh, but the, the way people play that, I, I think I, I was feeling kind of like I was playing uh, Call of Duty. And as much as that was our game of the year last year, my playing of it this year, I just felt like I was getting my butt kicked no matter where I turned and knockout city felt the same for me. So I wanted to like it as much as I know you do, but um, I, I struggle. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I did say Ratchet and Clank briefly there too. Like that's a really beautiful game. It looks like a cartoon, um, but I haven't played enough of it to really say too much. Same with um, the Artful Escape. I played that for maybe two hours now. That is a beautiful game. Yeah. It um it has uh, Jason Schwartzman as a voice. He's incredible. Okay. I love him. Um, it's that's that's really awesome. And there is another game that I've just started playing, but I'll leave it for Jono because I'm assuming it's going to be his game of the year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I think that you was your runner-up, though. What was your third? I, yeah, well, I, like I said, I don't have a third. I've got a runner-up. I've got okay. best game to play, which is Halo, and then I'll leave my probably favorite game to the end. But as 
I've, I've titled this as close to perfect a game as you can get, and that is Forza Horizon 5. Um, yeah. I haven't spent as much time in it as I have at this time of release with the, all the other Forza Horizons, um, right. but it is just so impressive. Um, it is another, you know, luck out of the park by the, you know, by these guys who are going to make a Fable game next, which I'm just mm. so curious about. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it's it's just, it's got to be spoken about in, in my eyes right at the top. I, it's it's just so impressive. I know if you've played any of the others, you know, if, if it wasn't on Game Pass, I would be like, yeah, maybe you might prefer the Australian setting, whatever, but because it's on Game Pass and you should have Game Pass if you've got an Xbox because it's just, as we say, the best deal in gaming. Or a PC. Um, or a PC. Or a PC. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just, it, it's it's phenomenal. Um, and, yeah, the kind of, you, you can play this game and always be very good at it because of how yeah. incredible the accessibility is. And it, and it does a really cool thing where as you get better, it suggests in a very polite, respectful way, you know, do you want to bump up the difficulty or do you want to put the difficulty down? It's not saying you're hopeless um, or you're playing on easy mode. It's, I like how it words things. And it does. And it's like, I find that I need it sometimes too. It's like the game's reading my mind. Like I, I'm, I'm coming fifth every, every time. It's like, I'll bump it down a little bit. We'll help you out, Joe. And I'm like, yeah. okay. and then, we can get and you back up there again. We can get you back okay. up there. And then after like five more games, it's like, you're a pro now. Why don't you just bump up the difficulty a little bit? Yeah, um, that's cool. Smart. Accessibility is a big part of that game. I thought yeah. it was really cool that the um, avatars that you could select could have prosthetics. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah Accessibility is a big thing. It's going to be a big, it is a big, bigger thing now um, than, than it has been before. But I think the, the years to come, we're just going to see it in big, big ways. Yeah. yeah well, the more accessible you make something, the more you make it for everyone, which is Absolutely. really cool. Um, I love that you mentioned that. And I, I wish I'd mentioned Forza, but I kind of knew it would get covered anyway. It is a great game, but I've not played enough of it. And uh, I think it's just everything that's been out so far. Um, anything else you'd like to mention, Jace, before we jump into our last couple? Uh, well, I mean, I have, I have, have three. I'm just going to say them now. We're just going to sure. knock them all out in one hit, and then yeah. we can. I don't know if we're going to have a have a fight. I don't know what's going to go on, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um. So I'm okay. There's a game that came out on Xbox this year, but it came out on Steam. Sorry, it's 2022 last year, but then it actually came out in 2020. This is the Stardew Valley Award. We'll call it that. So nice. basically, um, there's a game called Ring of Pain. Um, it's made by an Aussie dude. It is in the same vein as Slay the Spire. Um, which Are you is, promoting a game that you made yourself? I'm not. P-A-I-N. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it, the game is a drug, much like Slay the Spire and, for some people, Monster Train. Um, it is a card game. Um, it is incredible. I got sucked into it in such a big way. It's not the longest thing in the entire world. It doesn't need to be, but I've just played it consistently. And the people that have recommended it to have all got sucked into it as well when they've when they've given it a chance. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it qualifies as a game of the year. I could potentially even say that it was, but I'm going to put that in like a fourth place, but we're just going to go three, two, one. Yep. And then if you want to talk about them, we can talk about them. Okay. Number three is Hitman 3. Um, Hitman nice. 3 came out at a time. First of all, I love Hitman 1 and 2, and they did mm. a very amazing thing where they basically remastered Hitman 1 and 2 using the Hitman 3 engine. If you own those games, it would beef up 1 and 2, and then it would combine all of the accolades and achievements, not Xbox achievements, but like the things you have to accomplish, you know, yeah. strangle this guy this way and shoot this guy through a skylight and, and all that sort of stuff into this one big, beautiful package. 
Now, it was a bit iffy as to how you made that work and the licensing and stuff, but when it worked, um, it worked beautifully to the point where you could play three and two and one looked just as good as three and they played yeah. just as well in the control scheme. I've never seen anybody do that before. Mm. Um, it's not like the Mass Effect collection where they're clearly three <laughs> distinctive platforms. It's, it's one, two, and three that have just been for free, so to speak, remastered. Yeah. And it came at a really amazing time. My daughter was just born. She was sleeping on me very rarely, but when she was, um, I would sit in her nursery where I had a TV and an Xbox Series S set up, and I would play this game, and it was it has a very special... I mean. You know, it's my daughter and it's a lovely thing and I'm murdering people on the screen. It's not related, but it just, it has a very big place in my heart. I had a good time with it. My wife had a good time with it. That's um, a nice, can I just say there, Jace, that's a really nice thing though. And like I, you said that and it made me remember Greed Corp or Greed Inc, which was this little isometric game that I used to play with my son on my lap and I would play it one-handed while I'd be holding him. And yep. like I will forever love that game way more because of that memory and you yeah. something like that, which is really cool. And it's yeah, something really I've cool. shared with him now that he's older as well. And he's like, yeah, all right, Dad. But like I'm, you know, almost crying when I'm showing it to him. It's, it's, it's a nice thing. It's that, that sentimental sort of aspect. And it's, you know, I guess it's a shame that this game is just a really, really horribly violent game. But, it, you know, she doesn't know. So um, uh, two for me is It Takes Two um, and purely because of the experience that I had. Yeah. I just yeah. want to say for It Takes Two that the level design um, and the way that um, each character is different and how they bounce off one another. Everything is a big puzzle. But the game is just so smooth. Like when you're moving around, it's just moving at this beautiful frame rate. Um, and I just I had a really positive experience with it over the course of a couple of months that I played it. Um, so it means a lot to me. And then, uh, are we, are we, is this what we're doing? I'm just doing three, two, one. Should I just do, do it, it now? Uh, my number one is Psychonauts 2. Um, it got robbed oh, nice. in every category ever. Just a masterpiece of a game. Um, every level is incredible. The asset design yeah. is incredible. It's beautiful looking. The humor is on point. Script is incredible. Um, everything that I did in that game was fun. I watched the game being played and then I played it again myself. Um, it just, like the voice acting, the it's just, it's on another level and uh, it's, it's double fine at their finest. Um, mm. And I just don't know how it didn't get more recognition. Yeah. It seemed like all these other games came out and just sort of swept them under the rug. But mm. like the amount of work that would have went into this game being created and had Microsoft not have purchased Double Fine, I don't know where it would be today. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know, like it's, it is a labor of love and I feel it. And I just, it's just such a, I, I, it's such a beautiful thing to watch. I love it so much. I, and I will say one thing about the game, and I don't think it's a spoiler, um, which is how it, I'll, yeah, the way that it, develops the the villain like it explains the villain and that yep. part of the game and it was like it gave it a good amount of time to it wasn't just like a, a, someone monologuing like you yep. the, the whole point of the game is going inside people's heads and you know yep. experiencing their traumas yep. and their experiences and their feelings and thoughts and whatever um but that part of the game was was phenomenal and i really i, I love that it kind of you know it, it was coming to the game was coming to a climax and then it kind of slowed down mm. for that part. And I, I thought it was just phenomenal. That that mm. was, for me, the, the best part of the game. And I, I, I can totally, totally respect your decision there, Jason. I think it's an awesome choice. And, um, yeah, it was a very cool game. Yeah, I, I wanted to enjoy it more. And I can't tell you why I'm not playing it more. And it, it might cool. just be timing. Yeah. Um, 
so that's like, a lot of this, right? It's the yeah. time that when you yeah. played it and how many, how much time you had at that moment, whether or not yeah. the people around you were interested in it. Like, I mean, if 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 M didn't like um, uh, Forgotten City, oh, yeah. you wouldn't have played it. But it, well, it's, it opened it, it it opened that door. So yeah. Anyway, I'm so glad that she loved it because I end up really loving the gameplay. Yeah. So much so that I think she finished finished probably more than half of it and then I took over and she wanted to watch and yeah, we played through it and I went through when she wasn't looking and finished the alternate ending because, um, <laughs> you know, it was, that's what I wanted to see. So I, I, will, I, I will say that this year for me more than any other year, last year, whatever, who cares? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 2021 was a year of pass the controller and I haven't done that since mm. I was a kid because we live in a world now where you can just jump in and join a game and play with yeah. people or, or, you know, you can get together and meet up. But, we got a single controller. It's a single player game. Your turn, yeah. my turn. I'm interested in what's going on, and I, I, I like that. If COVID did one thing, that was the thing that it did for me. Yeah, it helped with that human connection. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm gonna chuck in my number two. Metroid. Yep. Metroid. Oh, I thought that was one. Yeah, I thought you guys wanted to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't, so, I don't look, know what one is. Now I'm curious. Sorry. By, by all respects, um, Metroid Dread is an amazing game. It is one of my absolute favorites from this year. Um, I have yet to finish it because suddenly the Avalanche, all the titles released at the end of the year, have distracted me away from it for a while. Um, really polished. Uh, I, it does take me a while to get back into it if I haven't played it for a while. And that's why I think I haven't gone back to it yet. Um, but yeah, for a, a 2D or let's, let's be honest, it's a 2.5D Metroid game. It's absolutely brilliant. So well done. Such a great continuation of the story as well, which most people don't think of Metroid as a story-based game, but um, you look at the other ones, this actually does continue all the 2D ones. Do you play um, it portably or are you playing it no, like... No, on TV only. Oh, all right. Yeah, I've only played it portably. I think it looks awesome on the small screen. It does, but the problem is I've seen it on the big screen. It looks even better. And going to a small screen, I can't do it now because it's like, no, no, this looks amazing on the TV. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. Um, so glad I got it. I'm glad you brought it up. I've, I've beat three of the Emmys or defeated the three of the Emmys. So I'm not too far into the game. Um, <laughs> when I swear about the Emmys, it's like, bloody Emmy. Uh, my, my niece, who's two, calls M. Emmy. Emmy. And so every time I say that, Emmy looks at you and goes, what do you mean? I haven't done anything wrong. And it's like, no, no, it's not you. It's the game. That's so cool. <laughs> but yeah. what, what I'm loving about it is it's very quickly giving you your abilities. Because yeah. I, right at the beginning, I had, to, um, I had to look up what to do in one part. I had to go through some teleporter. I just yeah. like, I don't have enough to do anything in the game at the moment. I found mm. it really, I was getting quite frustrated. But then yeah. as soon as I went through that part, then I took yeah. another one on and I got like three abilities. And mm. now I've like, got so much to explore um, and I really like that it's just kind of opened up quite quickly. I don't think it's a very long game. Uh, my son's no. on the seventh or so Emmy, I think. Um, so he hasn't played it for too long. But yeah, yeah I, I agree, Jono. I think it's a beautiful game. I thought it was going to be your number one game. I have no idea what yours is going to be. Yeah, no, it, look, look, it was close. And um, yeah, I, I think it's just that frustration of, because I can't put a lot of time into it sometimes, like, so I'll get periods where maybe I can have two days and I just go nuts on it and that's all I live and breathe. But then if I leave it for a couple of days and I come back to it, it takes me such a long time to get back into figuring out where I'm going and, and where I'm trying to get through. Um, and that's where I'm at, at the moment. There's an ability I'm trying to get to, I think, 
I can see where it is on the map, but I can't figure out how to get to it. There's yeah. a lot of blocked areas and um, that's not against the game, but I just think uh, for a time poor situation, I find it really hard to pick up again if I haven't played it in a while. And yeah, so it's, it's just, I, it's probably the only thing that really knocks it off being my number one. But um, my, you, my number one. Can you one, give us a hint for number one? I don't want you to like just reveal it because I, I actually have zero ideas, Joe just said. Uh, it's Game Pass and it's an Australian developer. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, there you go. I need that. Give it away. Why don't I know this? I should know this. I'm I'm shocked that this what's, is your game. What sort time. of game is it? If I'm right. Yeah. What sort um, of game is it? A very simple game. Can I say that? Yeah. Am I yeah. Sure? yeah. Uh, keep, I just want to play a little bit longer. Just give me more. Um, it's more. a very simple game where you are doing an action um, that you can do in real life. And then you will find yeah, out sit over a number of time periods. And then you find out whether you are right or wrong at the end, whether you have correctly placed things. Why am I game of the year? Am I right, Jono? Yeah, you are. And what's you, the what Joe, what's Jono's game of the year? Unpacking? Unpacking. Oh. I, I played Unpacking. It wasn't on my list at all. No, I I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, I I liked I, it. It's just Jono talks about it so much, and like I just, I just, just completely. It's such a different game. Yeah, I was, I did not expect to love it as much as I did. And again, part of it is I got to play it with them, and she actually played through quite a few of the stages initially. How long? Um, Not long. Um, We finished it over maybe two days. Um, so a couple of big appeals for me on this game. Uh, Australian developers cool and and when I heard about it and the concept initially I think I read it on maybe Kotaku or something um, at first I was like ah and then okay you, you've picked my attention and the pixel art is just fantastic it is just yeah. absolutely brilliant and it's meditative yep. and the way the story unfolds is just masterful yep. um, in terms of there's there's hints that appear in things you unpack from. So the whole game is you're living this girl's life between, I think they don't give you specific ages, but it's the ages of like maybe 12 or something through to early She would have been younger that first room. Oh no, that's right. Because the first room is like, like a teddy bear and toys yeah. you can stack on shelves and it's like kind of pink yeah. and right. Um, but there was those little things that were dropped in some of the mid-levels, like in her 20s, where yeah. an item appears that makes you go, or the the place that she's moving into or the person she's moving in with, just the way they give, um, you know, space to this character or don't give space or some yeah. item that appears that suddenly reveals a bit of story that you think, could is that going to go the way I think it is in the next level? Yeah, it totally is. And I, that just had me absolutely hooked in a way I did not expect. So yeah. for what was a very short game and a lot of fun, it's the only game I 100%ed uh, last year in every achievement. Actually. Yeah, um, and it was just, I thought it was a really great game and I think it deserves the attention that I'm giving it because someone created something that values my time because I can get through a really cool story with nice twists and turns in a in a short space of time but still feel like I've played something really nice. I love the art and the gameplay was, was simple but effective in a way that I didn't expect. I think it's, yeah, that's, that's why I loved it. And yeah. I, yeah. My, my girls played it, so, you know, five and, and, and seven. Um, yeah. So, you know, that it kind of shows how simple it is. Um, but it, there was one part, 
tell me if this is a big spoiler, John, so, and I'll stop, but with a photograph where you place the photograph where you think it would go and then at the end of the stage you're told, no, no, that's not where the photo should go. And it really opened up like this idea of what happened in her past, um, which I thought was really cool. I must say um, I was expecting to cry at the end of this game and I didn't um, because okay. I thought it would go somewhere that it didn't go and I was almost hoping to think about it. Pardon? Where do you think it was going to go? I, I thought it would end with somebody else packing up their house because you'd see their whole life. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that's, yeah. that's where I thought it was going. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it was – and my, my daughter still, you know, she's like, don't delete it, Daddy. I want to play it still. And, you know, mm. it's on there for her to play. Um, and she just likes moving things around and saying, what is this? What is that? Uh, so she's learning about – do things. either of you, or maybe maybe even your daughters, do you get any excitement over finding out what's going to come out of the box next? Yeah. Like, is there that? Is there that sort of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I really like the like one the history element of it. Like, it caught the time periods perfectly. I don't know if any if either of you tried this, but you could turn on every computer you placed on her desks, mm-hmm. and all of them boosted up according to the, the operating area. system of the era. It's like XP um, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah like it was MS DOS. Like it wasn't yeah. labeled MS DOS, but it looked like it. There was yeah, yeah, Windows XP. There was you know, it, that was really cool. And you could flush the toilets. I didn't figure that out until much later in the game. Um, but even like a Rubik's cube or um, clearly was a, a Nintendo fan because it was Nintendo consoles, even though they weren't labeled as so. It, it was obvious. Yeah, I remember the yeah. Yeah. Um. So there was Princess yeah. Bride in it as well as one of the books, and I'm like. That's right. Like, yeah. cool. And like yeah, it. the movies were easy to, to pick if you looked hard yeah. enough. And I loved, there was, um, this is a spoiler, there was a level midway through where she moves into a boyfriend's house and it's clear that he wasn't going to give her space. And she has her diploma to put up and there is nowhere you can put it up. There is not a single wall that allows you to put it up because there's no space for it. And the, the only place you can actually find to put it away in the end is I think under the bed. Under the bed, yeah, it was. Yeah, so like it was, it was really indicative of where that relationship was going to go, and the next level totally confirmed that. Um, so like, yeah, I, I think it just told a really amazing story, and it was, um, it was a fun, accessible game, which I did not expect so to love the way I love. Well. Yeah, it's so just, different. It's literally a game. I mean, it's you know what you're getting in for when you when you read the title, but it's just. Who yeah, do you think a game about unpacking boxes could be like entertaining and tell a deep story? Um, I didn't expect that. Because yeah, there's no dialogue, really, right? Just, yeah. You never see the characters, excepting for in, you know, you, pixelated photographs. Do you have an idea in your mind as what the character looks like, or not really? Or did you ever develop sort of, or did you, did you and your you, partner ever develop like an idea? You do see the back of her head, um, okay. and her partner's head at the very end of the game. Yeah, right. Which kind of match, kind of didn't match. Um, and realistically, if you don't think about that, you could have anyone fill that picture. But yeah, yeah you do start to develop ideas of so what the character is like from you know likes and dislikes, and you see that you know D and D pulls up in there, and the games and where they live, and the the you know the furnishings that they have in the houses. It's really cool. It's a nice way to tell a story. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, that's my piece. So I've said mine, Joe. I think it's all up to you now. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I've kind of got things in different categories. So for me, what probably was my favorite game of the year, it falls down to what was my favorite story of the year. Um, it's what I was saying before. I'm really enjoying the Artful Escape, and it's totally for the story. The game is basically 
point to the right and move and press a few buttons here and there. But you know, you could anyone could play it. But um, for me, what surprised me was um, in terms of how much I love the story of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I wasn't even going to buy this game. It was on Amazon just before it came out. I think it was like forty nine dollars and. Um, I thought, yeah, why not? And I started playing it, um, and I thought it was good. Like, like the the story was was fun. It, it started off with the kind of E three section that I've already seen before, so it wasn't anything really new. Um, the gameplay is incredibly simplistic, but then I got to a point with it where I just I wanted to come home from work and play this game. Um, like the story just grabbed me. It had so much heart. Um, the 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 way that it, you know, and I, I, I'm familiar with the Guardians through the movies. I don't, I haven't really read many comics. Um, I have played the other Marvel, um, the other Guardians of the Galaxy game, the Telltale one, which I enjoyed as well. But the way that it just kind of brings the characters together and it gives them all their own identity, um, I think this is the best interpretation of Drax um, there is. And I think Dave Batista was amazing as Drax as well, but it's just such a fleshed out character with so much heart. Um, it just surprised me, and I, my wife and I would watch a show at night, and I'd want to, and I don't do this very often anymore, but I'd want to stay up and play for another hour or so, and it really just had me hooked, and it was purely for the story. Um, that, like I said, it had a lot of heart, but it had a lot of humor as well. I, I laughed out loud repeatedly. I would, you know, tell my wife jokes in it, like it was me hanging out with my friends. Like it was, you know, me with you guys, like I'd say, oh, Star-Lord said this, Rocket said this, Gamora did this. Um, it, it just, it, it really nailed it. And, you know, probably the, one of the funniest games I've played, top three with Portal 2 and um, uh, um, Tales of the Borderlands, which is a hilarious game as well. But this one just, it, it surprised me. Not not the best game to play, like I said, um, but the story was just, you know, it had me hooked. And there were parts in it where, you know, I was, it didn't make me cry. Um, and I do cry in games, <laughs> but um, it, it had me near tears quite a few times. And, but it really had my, it had me emotional all the way through, whether it was, um, yeah, wanting to kind of rooting for the characters or when they messed up, um, you know, it was very humanly done, even though they're not all humans. Um, and then towards the end, it's kind of, it, the game shifts into a, the way you're trying to save somebody is you're saving them from themselves. And it was really beautiful um, and surprising. And I've still got the game. I'll lend it to you, John. I know you'll love it. I think you'd really enjoy it, playing it with Jen as well. Um, I think it's something that, you know, you can talk about. Like I said, my wife saw me play bits and pieces, but she probably could tell you the whole plot because I just would talk to her about it all the time. I enjoyed it so much in that regard. Um, so, yeah, just that's probably... In terms of where, where my kind of favorite game for me lands is probably that. Um, not the best game to play, though. That certainly is Halo. But yeah. That's cool. So, like, what happens here then? Like, are we, like, is there is there a game that we can all agree there's some common ground here that, you know, could potentially be the versus player game of the year? Or are we going to, we going to do this a little bit differently? Are we going to? I think differently. Yeah. I think there's one week. I think we could agree on. Uh, this is my take, and correct me if I'm wrong. But for the non 2021 game of the year, Fortnite has captured our hearts, kind of like uh, Call of Duty did last yep. year. Oh, the year before, sorry. Um, 
but by no means a game of the year. And Halo looks like it'll be the next one to fill that spot because uh, we do love our first-person shooters, but realistically... But we need the campaign for that, I think. We need the co-op campaign for that to be there. Yeah, but um, this is different. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. that's all right. You know, 20, 2021 was a, a very different year. We were, we're all very separate. And I think, I think 2020, yeah. 2020 was the year that, that obviously stopped us being able to meet up in person. And, and we might be able to sort of sneak one in here and there. But, but ultimately, the, the pandemic continues and it is still very, very real. Mm. And, you know, we are all different entities. Uh, we, we, all, we all enjoy different things and, and we also have common ground as well. Um, but I, I think it's okay to have a separate game of the year that doesn't necessarily have to be one that's, you know, the number one. Yeah, and I think that for me, like, I, I totally agree with your sentiment, Jason. I think the reason that Guardians was so special for me was that connection I had with these fictional characters, these group of people banding together in a year where, you know, I felt I wasn't, you know, at my best and wasn't connected and, you know, had my ups and downs, certainly. And it was nice to kind of have that in some, like, to see that in some form that isn't, you know, that, that I'm kind of interacting with and kind of part that's, of. That's the power um, of video games, right? You can absolutely connect with these fictional characters just as you can with movies and TV shows. But I think the interactivity of video games amplifies it. Um, yeah, that was, the, that was a similar feeling I got from unpacking. Just you really resonated with what was going on or you just at least felt connected mm. to these, these people that you never actually get to see, right? Yeah, that's mm. exactly it. Yeah. Well, I love that we agreed to disagree and still agree to some degree. So this has been Versus Player, <laughs> the Game of the Year podcast for 2021. Uh, join us next time where we delve into the joys that is 2022 and the games coming out this year, some of the movies we've seen recently and all the other pop culture stuff that we love to talk about. We'll catch you soon. You'll find us, of course, in the usual places that you get your favorite podcasts or versusplayer.com. Until next time. Stay safe. This is clear.